Welcome to the Daily Grind Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Colin Morgan. Listen, are you tired of not living a fulfilling life? Do you believe you deserve more? Do you want more? Is it finally your time? If yes, then stick around. I welcome you to the Daily Grind. Today's episode is brought to you by Taylor Brands. I can tell you, when you're starting a business, you're so excited. And some of the stuff that we fail to put too much emphasis on is our branding and design. Or on the flip side, you can be like me and spend way too much time when guess what? I'm not a branding expert and I suck at design. Taylor Brands brings you affordable branding and design to small business owners just like me. Their AI-driven logo maker combines the skills of a graphic designer with the speed of a machine to create a top-notch logo that represents your business. Your logo is unique to you and tailored to your design preferences, giving you full control over all the edits and tweaks. And Taylor's platform includes a complete suite of branding and design tools to help you build the brand identity that tells your business's story, which is so, so important. In Taylor Brands, you can design your logo 100% for free. And only if, this is it guys, only if you love it, do you purchase it. That means if you need a logo or are looking to rebrand your business, start with Taylor Brands. Give these guys a shot. It's completely free and you only purchase it if you love it. To check these guys out, Go to taylorbrands.com forward slash daily and use coupon code daily to get 20% off today. Again, everyone, that is Taylor Brands spelled T-A-I-L-O-R-B-R-A-N-D-S dot com forward slash daily. Today's episode is also brought to you by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is one of those companies out there that I absolutely adore and I use. Um, HelloFresh is a meal kit delivery service that shops, plans, and delivers step-by-step recipes and pre-measured ingredients. So all you have to do is cook, eat, and enjoy. This week, I tried out three brand new recipes from their vegetarian kit, and the meals came as always, with all the ingredients needed and a recipe guide telling you exactly step-by-step what you have to do in under 30 minutes to get these meals cooked for you. It's also so great to have new recipes because as a vegetarian, you get stuck eating kind of the same thing. And even as not a vegetarian, you get stuck eating the same thing over and over and over again. So to get new recipes out there like their Swedish Beyond Meat meatballs with cremini mushrooms and spinach on a herby pasta was delicious. Also, our favorite was a spinach. Actually, that was delicious too, a spinach and paneer with fragrant cilantro basmati rice. But our favorite, okay, was the za'atar and feta tart with a spinach salad and sliced almonds. Um, These recipes are super delicious. You're not going to get them anywhere else really really easy to cook with their step-by-step guide and the thing is like i love to cook i love to try out new recipes but oftentimes during the week we get so busy that 
we don't want to cook and going to the grocery store, getting all the ingredients, coming back home, putting it all together. It takes a really, really long time. We don't have that time. Um, but we know, and especially I, I know how important nutrition is for my performance, especially at the end of the day, I want to feel great. I can't stress this enough. So if you feel like me and you want delicious meals with no waste, because when you go to the grocery store and you get that celery, I always talk about it, it always goes bad. This way you get actually pre-measured ingredients. There is no waste. If you're super busy, want delicious meals, hate going to the grocery store, cooking or shopping during the week. Go order HelloFresh right now. You're going to be so glad you did. You get 50% off for listening to this podcast when you go to hellofresh.ca forward slash grind or use coupon code grind at checkout. Again, 50% off. It's super, super cheap. If you're a family of four or family of two, you're going to absolutely love this. Even if not, you're going to absolutely love this. Give this a shot. It's 50% off. It's super inexpensive. Go to hellofresh.ca forward slash grind today. Get 50% off your first order. Use coupon code grind at checkout. Again, everyone, that is hellofresh.ca forward slash grind. Well, happy Monday, everybody, and welcome back to another episode, episode 456 here of the Daily Grind. Today, we are sitting down with entrepreneur Travis Huff. Travis gets results for clients with digital media. He is the CEO at Real Time Outsource. He's a podcaster, the hashtag Be Real Show. He's an investor in stocks, seed investment, and peer-to-peer loans, father, hubby, and today on the show, he's going to share his entrepreneurial journey, but also he's going to give you a lot of really practical information that is going to help you save and make more money for you and your family. You guys are going to love this. Be sure, as always, you have a pen, piece of paper, sit back, and really dive deep in today's episode with Mr. Travis Huff. Enjoy. Well, Travis Huff, welcome to The Daily Grind, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good, boss. Thank you so much. I'm so grateful to be on your show today, man. You guys, you're in, uh, last time I was listening, 451 episodes into it, man. So you have been grinding yourself. <laughs> you know it. Grinding five you know days it. a week. I Travis, what's uh, what's your story, man? Like for people being first introduced to you today, who are you? What do you do? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, hard, I think I've always been a salesperson, mm-hmm. a salesman, uh, selling different things, had a lemonade stand. Shoot, one time my branch broke down and I put some uh, San Francisco 49ers things on it and sold it around to the neighborhood. <laughs> uh, sold everything through life. Had actually a business where I was doing different uh, customizations to clothing and selling them in college. And then actually I got the blessing and opportunity to work for the Disney company right out of college at ABC Television. Okay. Selling, selling, selling again, folks. Television uh, cam- uh, advertising. So, television advertising. Oh, that's to awesome. both local and um i actually even got the chance to work with larger clients like mcdonald's and some of these big brands that come in and do media buys in the area and so it really gave me a taste and uh, uh into the advertising business into the terminology into how it really works you know and then i started seeing flaws or little pinpoints as i started in the business in 2005 and i started working through the business until around the 2009 range not only did i see some things happening obviously with the recession folks I mean, I, I, the media companies tend to see this first because what happens is these people can't pay their bills. And so they, they you know, you just see it. You just yeah. say, okay, this person's not paying their bills. Next thing you know, you're getting something from them saying they're going bankrupt, you know? And so the biggest thing is I start seeing Mervins, some of these big companies going bankrupt. And then also on the flip side, I was seeing that the TV industry was changing and that ABC was putting their stuff online. We actually could ha- uh, sell TV advertisement on the ABC.com platform. Yeah. And uh, now, obviously, Disney Plus. Let's just be real now, folks. Sped, sped up a few years. Let's just be real what happened. So, obviously, the trend was right. You know, people could be seeing stuff online, wherever, at the convenience, whenever and wherever. They didn't have to be at an appointment television. And also, I just saw that because you couldn't track the numbers and because you couldn't track exactly how many people saw this ad, there was just going to be a huge opportunity for digital. So, Colin, I was sitting down with a friend in 2009. Okay. And he's saying, he's sitting down with me. He's one of my good buddies from college, really good mind. He says, Hey, people are going to need their Facebook pages managed. That was it. Interesting. I took the idea. I ran, I put together a PowerPoint presentation and I started getting customers. My first customer was the, one of the largest home developers in the nation folks, but it was just the local, it was just the local division. You know what I mean? And they needed help with their social. 
guidance, Facebook, understanding it, how to do it, managing it. She didn't have the time. She had a ton of great content. And that was my first client, folks. I'm a huge believer of getting that check or getting the money first before you're trying to build a big business. Have validation that this even works. The PowerPoint that I had, Colin, was crap. The logo, <laughs> the logo that I had at that point was crap. What was it Fiber. called back then? It was real-time outsource. Okay. It was the same idea. It was yeah. actually the same business idea. Same business. I would have probably changed the name if I could at going backwards, but you, you know you can't go back. Uh, yeah. Is one of those things. But so same name, but crappy logo because I just created on PowerPoint, folks. You can create logos on PowerPoint. You can make you can make a logo on PowerPoint. You can go get a symbol of a computer and put real-time outsource in the little thing. And that was our logo for many years. Not even a year, maybe. It was about a year. Until I had a little bit more money, until I could invest into a better website, into branding and making the website logo better. And that's what we kind of have now. The logo's a little bit better. But even still, folks, actually transparently, uh, you know, after six or seven years, my website guys were not giving me the leads. And they were saying, oh, it's built on this old platform and this and that. So, shoot, Colin, I learned Squarespace. And our team has learned Squarespace. Yeah. I think it, it, there's so many other platforms. And so there's just no excuse you know, folks, for, to build a business, you can build Squarespace, you can get PowerPoints, you can get business cards. I didn't even have business cards at the time. I didn't even have a bank account. That was my first client. That was my first check. And then I went and got a bank account after that, you know, <laughs> for the business. Because that's the truth, Colin, right? I mean, most good ideas, if it's especially a service-based business, if it's you or your possible team or just at the beginning, it's just going to be you. Everyone has the opportunity to put together a PowerPoint. Yeah. What's the excuse? You don't need funding for that. Did, did you put together the PowerPoint as you were working in the job? I put the, uh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Because I saw the insight uh, that this thing was changing. I started a, a S corporation uh, to do some other things that I had done in invention development. I thought potentially I had an invention that I was going to sell. Uh, I found out that after looking at the cost of uh, the injection molding and all these different yeah, things, yeah, yeah. it was a, one of those ideas you just scrap. Maybe now it's something, you know, if you had the idea, it would be different because there's different types of printing and 3D printing. But at the time, it was just like, let's just scrap this. There's not a market for it. We did research, and it ended up being something that just – sometimes you have to scrap your ideas, folks. Yeah. <laughs> and then, honestly, I was starting that business in a, at a tough time, Colin, because what time was it? 2009. And personally, I had had some things happen to me in my own personal finances because I bought a house in 2008. Got you. At the wrong time, folks. I bought a house double the value of what it's worth at this point. Wow. Wow. Yes. And so I had to think about different things in my life. And I became very focused on where is my time spent and where is my money spent, folks. Because I don't care how big of your business you are. You'll go out of business if you don't know where your time and money is spent. doesn't matter how big or small. <laughs> Look at WeWork. Look That's at these huge so businesses. True. Look at these huge businesses. They don't know where their time and money is spent. They're getting ripped off and scammed and, and siphoned. And What the hell? What was that evaluation? Weren't they evaluated at like $70 billion or something yeah, stupid like that? 50. Over 50. Over 50. And then they reduced back down to what, 10-ish? Under like, yeah, five, yeah. Between 5 and 10. Wow. And they're gonna be they're bleeding cash, dude. A billion dollars they're losing, dude. Anyone can lose money. Yeah. Anyone. And they own what? Fifteen credit cards. They own they own something stupid like twelve percent of Manhattan real estate or something stupid like right. that, don't they? Right. And they're yeah. still losing a billion dollars a year. And and maybe obviously with better management and better focus on your where your time mm -hmm. is spent for the team and where their money's being spent. It's real simple, folks. It doesn't matter how small or big you are. So I was small. I was just a two-person operation. I had my sister that I had for me as my full-time person, and I had me, the salesperson. She was doing the campaigns. I was overseeing it, and it was working really well. But I was still having some financial issues because I had bought a house at the wrong time. Yeah. Certain things happen where you just buy things at the wrong time, you know? Uh, so I put together a plan. You know, I put together my own plan. Where's your time spent? Where's your money spent? Time, my time spent, Colin, was spending a little bit more extra time at the clubs. You know, I yeah. just got into a relationship. So, you know, you spend a few days or a week at the clubs. There's also money being spent there, too. And how old were you in 2009? In 2009, I was, let's see here, I'm going to be 38. So I was uh, 28. Yeah, so that's club time when you're single, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, dude. Killing it.
killing it. I was also I'm also <laughs> a musician. I still am. Okay. So I was doing throwing shows, and I mean, I mean we're having fun, dude. You know, going buying bottle service and doing it up. You know, and sometimes <laughs> getting bottles, but still buying drinks and having fun. You know, mm-hmm. doing. But yeah, at the end of the day, folks, for me, I was having I was enjoying it, but I also realized. Where's your time being spent? Too much time there. Also, we just talked about being music. Where's your time being spent? A little bit too too much time producing tracks and things like that. A little bit too much time throwing shows and all this focus on that. Scale that back. We need to focus on the business more, right? So you can still do music, but just scale it back. Where's your time being spent? Spend more time figuring out better campaigns. Uh, give more time to your customers uh, because obviously the more time you're in front of your customers, the more time you can maybe uncover things that they need your help with or, or just learn and, and build their respect. Uh, so I, I figured those two things out. And then also, it was where was my money being spent? Well, the money part was a club to do, right? That was a big expense because yeah. it just goes out the window. You wake up the next morning like, okay, that was a big bill. Uh, and, <laughs> especially if you go to Vegas or somewhere like that. Obviously, yeah. if you've ever been to Vegas, you know that. Uh, and then it was food, folks. For me, it was food. The convenience of food. Eat now. And so I started, yeah, I started doing meal prepping at that point. I said, hey. I got to change my lifestyle. Obviously, I was still trying to do some fitness and stay healthy, but and still am today. But uh, the meal prepping was the game changer for me because that gave me the cash. That gave me the money. Yeah. Oh yeah. That gave me the cash, dude. Imagine how much money you spend in food. Yeah. If you can save, if you can eat at home, you know, during the week and then enjoy a few meals. I don't. That's. I don't eat every meal at home, you know. But eat the majority of your meals at home. It feels good. It tastes good, and it's cheap. And also, you basically are probably not going to get sick with some weird shit that happens out there. Totally. So, so that's another big benefit. And honestly, the time it takes you just to sit and order shit, just the time it takes you to order Starbucks and order this and order that. What the hell? Too much time being spent on that. I know yeah. that. I know that everyone, different strokes for different folks. I'm not judging anyone. For me, it was the game plan, right? So then I put my game plan together outside of that. That was first, pay off all your credit cards. Second, create an emergency fund. Third, I was doing this, but I needed to maximize my Roth IRA. I needed to maximize the money that I could put away that was going to be tax-free for my retirement. Everyone mm-hmm. probably has heard about it. And then the next ones were actually the game changers. That was develop and, and create taxable accounts where I can invest into like Amazon and Got you. Spotify. And I, and I could not necessarily be just for my retirement folks, but I could actually pull this money out in a, I would usually say, long-term manner, one year or more. And if I want, I still hold a lot of the positions, but I've taken out some of the positions in cash, you know? And so it's a way of providing a lot of liquid cash. And then also then I started doing crypto. I got into crypto 2015 at a good time. Uh, and then also now I'm actually focused on more of like the startup funds where you okay. can, anyone and everyone can do this. And it's not just step for anyone. You can go on republic.co. You can go on seed invest. If you're a little bit of, of, of a more established investor or wanting to do a little bit bigger, uh, but basically anyone can invest into startups, you know, and I've had a few decent exits, not incredible exits, Colin, but decent, yep. you know, decent, decent. And also a few customers have come out of this because I've invested into their business. Now they're my social media customers. We took one customer Colin, from about 4,000 fans to near 500,000 fans on Facebook, uh, a big Instagram following and a big Twitter following from just paid effort on his end, but also my guidance and our guidance on content. And working, mm. I, obviously, moderation, content, community, you know, building. So the benefit too, folks, is if you're in a service-based business, you invest into – this is how we do it, Colin. I invest into these startups. Okay. I, I then say, hey, I would love to provide you these awesome reports around your business, around the mentions about your social media. Yeah. And I just give that to them forever, every month. We're just providing that to them. Hey, this is your newest, you know, social mentions just so they can be better. Hey, let you be better on your own. And a few of them have said, how can you help me? Mm, give, and give, give. And then. Yes. Yeah. And I'm, I'm investing into them. I've given them my money basically to say, you might blow this and burn it. A few of my startups have burned a thousand dollars. I mean, I'm not going to be able to get it back. They've closed the startup. It's gone. Yeah. But I've got a few that shoot knock on wood are going to get acquired or they're going to go public or something big because they're just, it's the, 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 everything's lining up. The lining they're lining up. They're making more money every month. They're growing. They're going into new markets. They're becoming successful and they have a model that's innovative. Hmm. That's breaking a huge model. For instance, it's called now RX. They deliver pharmaceuticals 
out of industrial, uh, you know, industrial warehouses. So their rent cost is nothing. They are the pharmacy. They use AI and robots to facilitate the order. In under 60 seconds, they can facilitate an order. Then they just have drivers picking this stuff up and drive, dropping it off at people's houses in, like, the Bay. Wow. Silicon Valley. And now they're moving into L.A. They're going into other markets. And I've been actually investing in every round since the beginning, since the seed round. And now they are raising, I think they're going for Series C or B. So they're becoming bigger. So those things are good signs. The whole point is, lastly, too, these things are not, these are not rocket science. But for you, you got to figure out where your time and where your money is being spent. For me, that was the most important thing, Colin. And today, which I'm in a little bit different place, I still stay with the same humble mindset. I feel gratitude every day. I still meal prep all the time. My wife laughs about me at all the time. She's <laughs> laughing at my like $2 crappy little meals that I make for myself. And I still got one to eat right now, actually, Colin. Because <laughs> after eating a few of them, you're like, shit, do I want to eat this last thing? But I still do. The point is, you just keep grinding, man, like your show. The same thing with my business. It ain't easy, folks, to start a social media business and still keep doing it after 10 years. It's a daily grind. You got customers saying, oh, this is right. This is wrong. Oh, edit this. Oh, I gave you this content, but this is wrong, actually. Oh, put this on there. Uh, oh, shit, we have a fire here. This person just blasted us and gave us the worst review of lifetime. Oh, this is fake. Uh, you know, there's just a million things. Oh, shit, the algorithm changed. Now you're used to getting 5,000 likes, and now you get 500 per post. What do you do in that situation? Like you can't control algorithms, right? Like nope. when things change and all of a sudden people start like now, now all their hundreds of thousands of followers, they don't see their posts. Like does anything, what do you got to do to change? Got to educate them. Mm -hmm. Most of the clients don't want to change. No one they wants don't to change. Want to, they <laughs> want to keep in the same shit that they've been doing. Yeah. Especially a lot of times if we come into a new campaign, because still today, Colin, the most requested service we have is for Facebook. Because people still are still Facebook. trying to figure, they'll Facebook, dude. Could wow. you believe that? That's crazy. I tell people that all the time, and they, they can't believe that. I mean, people are asking for the other stuff. Yeah, they're yeah. asking for TikTok and Snapchat and all this stuff too. But still, Facebook, because you know why? They're trying to figure out. Well, I built this big following. That why? Like, I need to figure out ways to like get back in front of them. I need to find ways to like yeah. utilize this because I still have this many people. They're still there. You just got to get in front of them again using ads and also. I'm going to give you guys some good tips right now, folks, because this is good. Man, this is the truth. If you want more engagement, you have to think of your social as a community. Mm -hmm. It sounds cliche. So if you sell life insurance, okay, this sounds crazy. If you sell life insurance or you sell any kind of insurance, one day a week, you got to do a funny meme about insurance. Okay. I'm not that funny, you know. There's t just go on Google and type in insurance memes. Yeah, go on. There'll be a hunt. There'll be thousands. Dude, it's insane, right? So once a week, I'm telling you guys, folks, have a funny day. Funny Friday, funny Tuesday, funny Monday. You know, Wine Wednesday if you're a, a you know a winery, uh, or you know things like that. Just be creative. But once a week, you got to be funny and playful because these things get shared. These things get love in the feed. Talking about you and your brand. Sending people to another link off Facebook is not going to get you traction. Yeah, they need, they want to you to stay inside the platform. So if this is specifically, I would say for Facebook, I'm, I'm really speaking to Facebook because I know this stuff works, dude. I've tried this on many pages, and it's like insane the difference in organic reach you'll get if you're actually funny about your industry. So if you're a restaurant, post funny stuff about like how food looks, like stupid funny stuff about food memes. You know what I mean? Like, yep. Instead of every post does not have to be a beautiful, engaging salad post. Yeah, with a swipe up. And trust me, <laughs> it can't work, dude. It doesn't yeah. work. You're gonna have to pay a shit ton of money in boosted posts. Post a funny ass looking salad with like Legos in it or something like that. I mean, just look up salad memes, and play with that. If you're a salad company. If you're a sandwich shop, you can do the same. If any business, you could just type in your name of your business and meme, and there's a million of them, right? Like, and start play, being playful with it. It works. Like we have one client that we have locally here, and uh, uh, they're they're decent. They're a big business. You know, they're okay. 25 million dollar business. Let's just say that they're not yeah. a small business. The guy's a very innovative guy. He spent over eight hundred thousand dollars in the last four or five years on Facebook ads, targeting around each of his locations, um, expanding business. 
in the family industry. So we're reaching out to moms is our big target. Dude, what do you think we're doing, man? Mom memes. And last week we had one, and this is a local page. So this is like a page that like is 16,000 moms or so, okay. you know, I mean, primarily. So, I mean, it's still local. We want, we, you know, there's no, there's no real reason to get people in New York, let's just say to like this page yeah. because he, you know, it needs to be localized. It needs to be people, people that can come to this person's business and they're slammed. So they're at the point where they don't even, they're at max capacity at all their locations. Right. Yep. This, this one post we did yet, like, like last week, it was like three days ago, 400 and something shares. Wow. 400 shares on a local page. How much organic reach folks do you think this person uh, got on this post? That's uh, tons. 50,000 organic reach. Wow. And 12, organic. how many people in the group? 12,000 you said? Yeah. It, wow. it went well beyond the group. You yeah. know what I mean? Like folks, yeah. when the, you, when you get 400 shares, it goes well beyond the group. Every post this client does that's funny, we get 20 to 100 shares. This wow. post was specifically resonating. This was, this, you know, it just really resonated. So 400 shares folks, and obviously comments and tagging people and all that stuff. But I look at shares, 400 shares says something folks. You're If you want to go viral, get 400 shares. No doubt. It's funny, right? Cause we use social media as like in our business and, we, and we're trying to be business people. And like, I get caught up in this too. Right. And then you really look at, you're like, why do people go on social media? Or like, why are people on YouTube? It's like, I go on to be entertained. You know, like I'm not going on to buy something. Like I'm not going on to buy business coaching or like buy insurance. I'm going on to be entertained. But if the insurance page is the one that's entertaining me, well, when I need insurance or I'm looking to upgrade, like here we go. Or yeah, the realtor that does funny ass memes. Exactly. Bro, you're going to think about them top of mind. You know what I mean? And it's just, it works. It doesn't have to be every day. I don't, that kids care page that we do and you can I'll, I'll put it out there kids care they're an awesome company yeah they do it all the time like i mean they still do their own branded stuff but like they like our, our posts like what he tells me to do is full-time memes <laughs> like we've got him from when we first started when we first started it was like once in a while and he was most of the stuff is high quality and all this and then we started saying hey jim let's get the memes going let's start being funny playful is emotional you can be emotional too it doesn't get quite as viral but emotional stuff works so it's an emotional yep. story about life insurance that would work or lastly contests coming up with ideas where you're doing contests giving away panera gift cards giving away amazon gift cards giving away mcdonald's starbucks wherever giving away ten dollar gift cards it doesn't have to be huge price but it needs to be something if you do those things weekly a funny post an emotional post and a contest every week you're gonna win dude no you're going to trick the algorithm. You're going to trick the algorithm because I'm going to tell you this, folks. You're going to be getting more organic reach than you did last week. If you are funny this week and you're an emotional, you show an emotional post, and then you decide to give away a little money for a timeline, just look up timeline contests on Facebook. And there's millions of different ideas. You can say, I got the best one for you right now. I'm guessing of a number between one and 500. You know why I'm asking this? I'm asking you guys this because... The most important thing for you to do to trick the algorithm is that you commented, not mm. what you commented with. And the, the easiest way to get the most comments is to play the guessing game. So true. Easiest way. Yeah. Dude, it's the easiest because it's like, okay, anyone can play. It's like, it takes no time. It's like fucking two seconds. What number are you thinking of? 99. <laughs> you know what I mean? It takes, if I have to start thinking longer than that, people are like to the next post. Yeah. So that game works. It sounds stupid. It tricks the algorithm. You are you funny one week, one post a week? Are you emotional one post a week? And are you playing a contest one post? If you trick that algorithm out by having those three posts, you can do other stuff. You can post about your website. You can post about your Black Friday sale. You can do whatever. Because that stuff works too. But if you have that as a consistent theme in your strategy of social on Facebook, on your page, it will work. And does that work on other platforms too? Like Instagram? I, mean, I think it works on everything. Yeah. I mean, I think it really does. I mean, if you have a contest on Instagram every week, you're going to have more people talking about you. So how much you, time should people be spending on social media strategy? Like whether they're a business or whether they're someone trying to build their personal brand, maybe they don't know what they're going to do yet in their business, but like how much time and then like how many times a week ideally should someone be posting? Right. If you can, I would say be trying to post every day on every platform. Got you. 
you know, if you can. Yeah. If you can't, at least spend time engaging on every platform. So a bigger part mm. of strategy on social like is not necessarily spending time coming up with content. It's actually just commenting on your prospects, for instance, on LinkedIn or talking to people that you admire on Twitter, retweeting their stuff and talking to them. How do you think I've gotten every single one of my biggest guests? Tom Bilyeu, uh, <laughs> Kai-Fu Lee, who's like ex-president of CEO of Google China, who wrote uh, AI superpowers and has millions of followers on Twitter. I just gave him a shout out on Twitter and eventually he became on the show. We recorded on a Saturday that was not a day I usually record, but I made it happen because I wanted to get him on the show. So simple, right? It's not hard, folks. I mean, and everyone's not going to work. I'm looking at my heroes because I have my, like all these autographs I've collected over my whole life. Some okay. of these people have passed, you know, but like yeah. John Travolta, let's just say, you know, like uh, uh, The Rock, Ice Cube, Slash, Billy Joel. Shit, dude. I mean, cause I, I can only imagine getting Bill Belichick on the show, Drew Brees, <laughs> Al Pacino, Simon Cow, Gwen Stefani. I mean, J-Lo. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, these are just a few of my, like, like, and I think about this all the time because I could be tweeted at him right now. It's not, it's one tweet possibly away just that connects, you know, and then and obviously maybe they'll never connect. So part of it is you have to just give it a shot. And how, like the, how, yeah, how like important is it for a business? Like they're looking to get into their social media strategy. They're raw, right? They're like, they think they know what they're doing. Like how important is it to get help from, you know, companies like yours or others? How important is that? Yeah. So go into your first question. I think it really takes probably like an hour a day. If you really could spend the time on it, if gotcha. you should, don't have the time 30 minutes a day, if you're just running your own personal social media, that means you put out a post, you put out a tweet, you put out a Facebook, whatever your, whatever your platforms are, you do is a story or something like that. You know, you kind of put out content on all the platforms and then maybe you spend another 15 minutes engaging, you know, if that's the least amount of time you had, that's good. That's still good. Yeah. Um, the consistency that I've seen Colin is being every day. Mm-hmm. because people kind of like get excited they're like oh travis just told me these tips oh i'm gonna do this this week and then they just fall off the next week no doubt so that's the key it, just like you built a, a podcast show that has 450 plus episodes yeah you woke up colin you woke up today and said i'm gonna episode i'm gonna make these people i'm gonna record them and you know what i mean and, <laughs> and you're not slowing down i can already see you and shout out to what you're doing for your topics too i i was researching you about the abuse in sports and stuff like Appreciate that. It's it. very interesting, man. And very interesting. And it's so true, especially around the finances. It's so, so sad. Yeah. You know, around these guys making millions, they could just put it to that game plan that you could, re, re, you know, start in the beginning of this uh, episode when I talked about the T-Hub game plan. And if you nail out a few of those, if you have no credit card debt, you have an emergency fund, you have your Roth IRA funded, you have a taxable account, that's a Robin Hood or something like that, where you could put money in and pull it out. And then if you profit, you, you can pay the tax, but you're not, you, you basically can get it today. Unlike yep. a retirement account is, you know, it's for 60 years from now, folks, you know, let's just be real. You, you don't really want to pull the money out. So, and then you maybe put some money in crypto. You put some money in seed investing. There's peer loans, there's fundrise.com. There's uh, roof stock. You know, there's just so many different ways to invest into different assets of, of real estate and, and loaning money people to people that will pay you back. And, it's not hard. It's just a matter of honestly, Colin, I think most people just don't want to do it. Yeah. And they, they don't, don't find do the help, right? I think a lot of people, a lot of people, so here's, I feel like a lot of people want to do it. Like it sounds cool, right? Like, oh, I would love to invest, but then that's, that's as far as it goes. Absolutely. Right? And as far as investing into yourself and your business too, is that, you know what, if you, it's becoming something for you that it's, it's beyond the time that is manageable in your day, meaning like social is holding you back from having meetings and social is holding you back from other things. That's when you'd want to hire your 100%. local person, or that's when you'd want to hire a real time outsource or a big company, a bigger company or a smaller company, a local company, depending on what, you know, how you feel to do some services for you, you know, and, and actually a lot of the companies we work with Colin are advertising agencies and PR companies and things like that, because they, a lot of times don't have the capacity to scale working seven days a week. And a lot of them yeah. don't have these strategies I just gave you. A lot of them will not do those three things. We come in, we do those three things. They look like heroes. No doubt. They're like, holy shit, my page is getting popping. I'm getting tons of engagement now. You look like a great agency. Good job. And then we still do some other high-end content that looks branded. and You know what I mean? Like we still mix in so yeah, that yeah. the page isn't just funny memes, but 
if you were to do funny memes, totally, like my wife watched, follows NFL memes, <laughs> you can do a whole page around memes. We have a page, actually, me and my wife and a few other team members managed. It was it started as a, a, a support page. So it started as like a way to train our team members, and okay. it still actually is. So we can basically train them on how to schedule posts and how to find content and things like that, right? You know, so it's kind of like a, a no frills way of like having your own community that like if you mess up on it, it's okay. You know what I mean? Kind of place. Yep. Uh, and it, but it's gone viral, dude. You know what I mean? As far as like it's got a hundred and something thousand followers on there, you know, 160, 170. And we actually get paid money, folks, to promote cat related products <laughs> around this. Insane. And most importantly, my wife loves it. So a way to keep your wife happy, create a community that you both love. No doubt. And dude, it go, you can get viral reach. We don't pay $1 outside of the, some of the, the, the paid acquisition campaigns that we do with the, the, some of our sponsors. We do not do like our posts. We do not spend any money on. And my wife has posts that reach like 180, 200,000 people. Wow. Each post, dude. How like, long did it take you to become an expert in this? Like you started in 2009. When did you kind of look at, you know, you and your wife looked at each other, you looked at your team around, and you're like, wow, we got this figured out. I would say at the end of the day, we're still trying to figure it out. I don't think anyone is an expert because but like, of the art. But like I'm good at it. Yeah, I, I, would say, I would say I was pretty good even in 2009 because okay. I had still been learning social. I had been to MySpace and all the other places, yeah, yeah. you know what I mean? So I would still been learning it. My problem's always been that I've always kind of spread myself too thin and – I never really focused on one platform. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? I never really got too good at any one, but I would say the benefit I have is I'm strong at all my platforms. Mm -hmm. So I have a strong LinkedIn. I have a strong Facebook. I have a strong Twitter. We have a strong uh, podcast following. It's not millions of followers, but it's strong and consistent. And it's growing. And each, each show we put out, it's stronger. We're finding that, as you maybe know, obviously now, is that the more content you put out, the people will still keep listening. So it's like 100%. you can still – you get bigger numbers by putting out more shows. So I, yep. I, you know, we kind of started realizing that is like we were holding ourselves back because we were only putting out one show a week for many years, thinking that it was like oversaturating it, you know, kind yep. of. And then we started testing two shows a week, and then it was like, holy shit, like this is like, what are we doing? Why, like, why are we, why are we not doing two? Why don't I do? Why don't we get my, like my man five, five for a week? You know, because the more <laughs> content you put out there, the better. It keeps them right. Like that's what I found. It's like when you do totally. like for me, I do five a week. Like I, if someone hops on my podcast, like they can't get through. They could go a year, they still aren't gonna listen to right. every single episode. So it keeps them. Absolutely, Colin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and for you, shout out to you because it, honestly, it takes a lot of uh, inertia and energy to wake up each week and each month to keep on a podcast going. Yeah, there's what they call podcast fade, where people end up after seven episodes. Hundred percent. So you're killing it, my man. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing for most people, if they're going to be doing any type of podcast, slide share, YouTube, whatever you're trying to do, the content that you're trying to create, because um, I think anyone can create a podcast. I think everyone should create a podcast. Yeah. You know, I mean, well, there's no excuse. I love doing podcasts. I love now, you know, getting on people's podcasts like yourself to talk to new people um, because you've already figured it out, you know. Um, and then I love interviewing people on my show. I have a be real show where I created where I get to interview people that I never thought in the world I'd be able to get to talk to some of these people and they want to talk to you, you know, because you have a podcast and I'm sure you've experienced that too yourself where I it's know. like, that's awesome. I mean, it's, that's the, in, that's the fringe benefit for the host. Yeah. You could yeah, be some, you could be, you could be 18 years old in your parents' basement yes. and you could, in, you could email someone that you never thought you'd be able to talk to. And you got a good chance they come back and they say yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Especially, Crazy. folks, I got a tip for you. Especially if you're doing a podcast where you're interviewing people. Yes. Like you are. And then second, hitting people up that have books. Yep. Because they're all trying to get them out there. Like right now, Mark Benioff has got a big book. He might get on the show. I don't know. I'm trying to get him on the show. I'm trying to <laughs> – I, I think about who's got books right now because it's like for me, for the podcast, I think books are huge. People that want, like authors, you know, people that are writing books. Yeah. I, um, I think you can get bigger people than you would normally get because they have to be, they're pushing their book. It's like a circuit. They're like, like that's kind of what Kai Fu Lee said. He's like, oh, I'm at the end of my book stuff. So I'll, but, but I'd love to be able to add this to the fi final, you know, kind of push here. And so it was just one of those things where you just like, this is the, this is one of the hidden gems is if anyone, your favorite athlete, your favorite artist, your favorite, uh, whoever is writing a book 
and you see that they're writing a book, hit them up. And no you doubt. have a podcast. Because, dude, I think there's a possibility you can get them on the show. I mean, I think there's a better possibility then than ever. 100%. Even, you know, these people, sometimes you think they never interview. I think I'd love to interview Taylor Swift, especially with what she's going on right now in her life. Could you imagine being such a huge star and then all of a sudden, like, people are buying the rights to your music That's and crazy. you're freaking... And you're like realizing like, holy shit, this is a whole different game than I realized, you know? Yep. And like probably having to re-record all her music again. Yeah. Like, could you imagine like how emotional that might be too? Just going back in and it's probably not going to sound as good because she had that, that moment. It was a moment. It's like each time you hit a ma make a record, it's a moment. These people have moments. It's hard to go back to that moment and re-record it. So I'm sure she's going through a lot, dude. I mean, even though she's at the top of the whole world on the music game. Yep. And business, you know, or Kylie Jenner. She just sold a percentage of her she's business. She's crazy smart. <laughs> Underrated because she's a Kardashian or a Jenner, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I give them all a lot of respect, though, too, you know, because no matter what, how you say people come up, they still are coming up in business, too. Yeah. And it's, it'd be easy for someone like that. Like so many people, they get a head start. You know what? 99% of people who grew up in that position wouldn't do anything, they'd mail it in. They're like, put it I'm already hundreds of millions of dollars. Like, why would I do anything else, right? <laughs> oh, dude. And that's what they say about all generations. Yeah. As wealth goes down, I worry about that for my daughter, you know, because me and my wife, my wife makes good money. I make good money. She's not going to have the same struggles that we possibly had when we were kids, you know, yeah. even though parents did okay, but they went through a divorce when I was in fifth grade. That was hurtful because it split up the incomes and it, you know, divorce is tough, man. Mm-hmm. Cause it splits the income up, you know, and things like that. And then, you know, uh, you know, my wife's family, they didn't have that op those opportunities the same way she does, you know, she, she, she put in the work too, though. She's a psychologist. So she puts the work in, you know, there's no fast road. It's, it's, you gotta, whatever the, whatever your result is, whatever your goal is, just realize that it can all be achieved. Everything can be achieved, hundred percent. but it's not going to happen today. It's not going to happen today. It might happen tomorrow. But the key thing is you put in the work. And that only means, folks, I believe in this, one hour per week. Whatever you want to do. You want to start a podcast? Start small. Do one hour a week. You want to do a YouTube channel? Start small. Do one hour a week on YouTube, right? Because yep. with one hour a week, you can do a lot of different things. Like one hour a week I can spend on music, folks. I really spend about one to two hours a week on music. I'm making a Christmas album for my daughter. Okay. I never thought I'd be making Christmas music as someone that did kind of more hip hop music my whole life. But when you have a kid, things change. And so a way for me to keep on the artistic fun vibe, but not ruin my whole career in business is one hour a week. I can still be an artist, man. I go in the studio, I pop on my laptop, I, I vibe out, I get my headphones right. I make some of the tracks. So I'm starting to, you know, produce and make tracks again and just have fun with it. And and hey, you know what? Right now, I'm, I'm I'm making a Christmas album. Never thought I'd be doing something like that, you know, for totally. my daughter, right? So it's but it's only one hour a week, one to two hours. Same thing with investments. I don't overkill it. One to two hours a week, you know, looking over things. I now track all kind of my assets and making sure where where, where things are at and kind of see the percentages of how much I got in cash and how much I got in liquid assets and how much maybe I got more and more tied up assets. Uh, I got a little carried away in seed investing at some point. So I was like, oh, shit, I got a little bit there. I got to slow down a little bit in the seed investing because some of this stuff does go to zero. You know, you don't want to put everything there, you know. And so peer-to-peer -peer loans are a great place because the money comes back to you. You know, peer-to-peer -peer loans are yeah. like Prosper.com, Lending Club. It's really easy. You put your money up. You give it to someone else that doesn't necessarily have a the same credit maybe as you or or just needs the cash to pay off something. And then they pay you back over time. You know, and it works because you don't have to hit them up. And yeah, it does. There's a little bit of interest. And, yeah. and, and those are more safer investments, too, because there's monthly cash flow. The money's coming back to you. Fundrise.com is another one where they're basically using your money for commercial real estate projects. Mm -hmm. Same idea, right? You're just getting five to eight percent maybe back. Small money, money, money back. You know, not everything in those kind of platforms are going to just double like a stock, you know, like Roku or Shit, I had Beyond Meat at 60 bucks and it went to like 250 or something. Wow. And I sold half of it. I should have sold all of it. Now it's back down to under the 70s, 60, 70s. You know? It's a crazy spike. In, in, in three months, you know, in three months, that could happen to a stock. It could go 
that way. Most big companies are not going to do that. McDonald's is not going to do that. Disney's not going to do that. You're going to get a, a more slow, steady growth turn. But anything that's, you know, one of these newer companies, there's a possibility, especially there's, a, you know, I've, I was, you know, my wife were into Fitbit because we love Fitbit. And then, you know, finally Fitbit got acquired. So I was in Fitbit for like $3 or so a share. And now I'm going to get maybe seven or so dollars in cash after the whole thing's done from Google. That's great. Um, so it's not a huge win, right? It's not a huge win, but double your money is not bad. A win's a win, man. Yeah, dude. You did People the underestimate back. small wins. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I mean, most the most most successful uh, traders, I think, say, uh, and I don't do any trading, folks. I'm really into the long term investment. But if something goes up like Beyond Meat in three months like that, there's nothing wrong with taking a little money off the table. Totally. It's not a it's not a trade. It's like you've seen the trend. Yeah. This shit ain't going to five hundred dollars a share. This is Beyond Meat. This is this is this is a new company, but this ain't gonna be you know, this is just a food product. It's not like gonna change the world, you know what I mean? So the the, the truth is, I you saw that it's gonna come back, you know. Yep. And so you say, okay, I'll take half my money back. I got more than I invested back, and then I'm sitting with the shares that I have now, you know. And so yeah, you've taken a loss. You say I could have done more. I did the same with Tesla. I bought Tesla for twenty bucks a share. Said I could have bought more. Bought Nvidia for seven dollars a share. I wish I, you know, at some point you always say, oh, I wish I sold more, but now I'm happy where it's at. NVIDIA's come back. Uh, Tesla's kind of goes up and down, but shit, Tesla's selling these new cyber trucks that are <laughs> supposedly like 20,000, or I don't even, some crazy amount, 200,000 of these trucks got bought or supposedly rent or, or deposited on. Did you hear that? I didn't. I did. I the saw that. I saw the truck. It's a cool um, looking truck, huh? It looks like Terminator. <laughs> it's straight. When I first saw it, I was like, well, I was watching Breaking Bad. So I'm like, this is what Walter White would drive in like 2030. Yes. <laughs> um, yes, you would. But you know what? I think it's like anything else. It starts to grow on you a little bit. Right. Yeah. Well, you know, he's always thinking about the future. Yeah. So it's a very futuristic looking vehicle. And I think the interesting thing is that people are willing to put up their money and not get a car till. 2023 that's three to four years from now that's crazy right isn't that crazy when you really yeah. think about it like okay and so when we first talked about the beginning of the show right what did i tell you guys gotta get the check hmm what did elon figure out unlike other car companies get the check he's got two hundred thousand people that are giving him a check to build these vehicles and that's funding it <laughs> that's part funding it oh yeah. hell yeah yeah do the math. I don't know what the down payment was. I think. Uh, what? Well, how much is the car worth? It was like thirty, starting in the thirties, actually, somewhere very affordable. Thirty. I, you, I don't I, know. I wouldn't be surprised, but I bet you it's like ten grand down. You think so? I don't I know. Bet you. I, I need to go look it up. Yeah, because I didn't know. I was like kind of curious, like if you did the math, you know, if you. And I saw people that have actually reserved them. You know, so interesting. I'm like, holy shit, dude! Like, yeah. talk about someone that has really figured it out on a big level, folks. He's taking your check and he's not going to give you the product for four years. Yeah. Now you're hoping you get it. Now, obviously Tesla's going to give it to you because they're a huge company. They're, they're figuring things out. They're a battery company really at the end of the day. And now they got these offshoots of cars and, and solar obviously and all these different things. But dude, he's taking the check and not giving you something for four years. Just think about what service would you be able to do that can do that? Yeah, it's crazy. Talk about the ultimate salesperson in the world. Yeah. <laughs> and and figured out the truth of how to do it right because you have to get the money up front. Yeah. Like it, to do something like what he's trying to do, like build a product, you have to get part of the money up front, just like kind of like Kickstarter. You know, you got to get the money up front to build this thing. And that's the new world we're in. So, like we talked about from the beginning, and the whole sh theme of your show is that there's just no excuse. Yeah. To whatever you want. It's insane. I just I thought about that recently. I was just like, this is insane. Like this dude is taking your money and not giving you something for four years. Now I love Elon. I will put money in anything he does. I haven't bought a truck yet, but any of the you know stock things. Like if you if yeah. you, if folks if he if he launches SpaceX IPO, buy it. Okay, whatever he does, just just buy it. Okay, boring company IPO, whatever he does, future beyond Tesla as far as in the public markets, buy it. I bought Tesla twenty bucks. You see where it's at today. It's worth it. He's he's just the ultimate salesperson. He's yeah. just going to continue to sell things. He's going to continue to build these tunnels because he's going to sell the idea and get the government to then give him the funding up front before he builds the tunnel. Every business that Elon Musk has figured out is based on usually government-backed stuff. And so he knows that there's going to be money 
that he gets either incentives or money up front that he gets before he has to do anything. And yeah. he has figured out how to build the top SpaceX. He got government contracts. So just realize this. You can get the money up front before you build spaceships. So if your idea is to build spaceships, you still can compete with Elon. If your idea is to build a coffee cup company, you probably are easier and going to be easier. It's going to be faster for you, right? Yeah. So the whole point is like, there's just no excuse. Like anyone can do these things now. If you want to build a better coffee cup. No doubt, man. Well, I love this. Well, if people want to uh, learn more about you, check out your podcast, like where's the best place everyone can go? Yeah, absolutely. You check out the be real show.com uh, uh, or also uh, if you check out uh, realtimeoutsource.com, we have everything there too. Be real show, uh, Apple, iTunes, all the different places you're at. Uh, and, and most importantly, you know, uh, you know, we also have a way of giving you a little bit of value back to your listeners too. Uh, if you go to the website, just check it out. And then we'll, if you fill out on the homepage, uh, we will actually give you a audit on your, on your brand. So, Love it. and what the audit includes is not just something simple and easy and turnkey is actually a, uh, intelligence software tracking your brand and the mentions around your brand for 30 days. No, we're not asking for credit cards. We're not trying to spam people. It's just a way of giving back to be transparent with you after 10 years. Uh, and doing this, it's a blessing to be able to do it. And transparently folks, as a business owner, I said, dude, we're not, we're not giving, we're not utilizing this whole uh, software platform we have here. So it's like, let's, let's maximize this. Let's yeah. give some of this stuff away. And, and these reports folks have changed some of our clients insight because not only does it uh, track the stuff that people are mentioning about you, but it also tracks correlating topics that they're searching as well as keywords and hashtags that are trending that these people who are talking about you are also talking about. So it's helped a lot of our customers develop like other blog content. A few of our customers have created like uh, different courses. One of our customers who is a huge app company developed like a whole different uh, like section inside their app based on the content that people were talking about, asking about. So you never know what the insights are going to be. Obviously, as you're a bigger company, you're going to have more mentions. But even if you only had 50 mentions a month, you actually get some insight. You know what people are saying about you, who your top influencers are and and understanding that. And then we're not going to charge you at all. So realtimeoutsource.com, check that out. But yeah, Colin, I just want to say thanks to you, brother. I, I'm really a uh, you know, pleasure to be on your show today, man. You, and man. I love your love your energy. And and you're, hey, you're on episode number thousand within a few months, man. You're grinding. <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there and uh i think we're gonna get there in a couple of years but i look forward to it and thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule man coming on the show sharing your insight and your wisdom with the daily grind audience today absolutely brother you guys have a blessed day and let's grind and there you had have it everyone another episode of the daily grind in the books hope you enjoyed today's episode would love to hear your comments and feedback uh, follow me on Instagram at colinmorgan.dgp for daily, daily content. Uh, also follow Travis. Let us know. Screenshot the episode. Share it with us. And also hit that subscribe button if you're not already subscribed to the podcast. Share this out with a friend. We'll be back tomorrow with another epic interview. Until then, Colin Morgan signing off. And always remember to keep on grinding. Lower the lights down. Hand over my crown, hand over my heart, I do this for my town.